Good morning. Okay, so it's relatively normal for people to fall asleep during the sermons, isn't it? All right. Um, but today, as the preacher, I feel like I might fall asleep. Okay, because babies don't understand this whole business of clocks changing, do they? So I, there was definitely a five on the clock this morning when I came downstairs, bleary-eyed. And do you know what? CBeebies wasn't even on the telly yet. Like, it was that early. So <laughs> please excuse me if I do nod off. Um, like Simon said, how good was last week, the 20th birthday? just unbelievable. Thank you so much to everyone who was involved again. Um, and this morning, we're going to be continuing our birthday on for a little bit longer. All right, we're going to be like those people, you know, those people who spread their birthday out over a few weeks, and it kind of feels like the birthday is never ending. Uh, Jordi Rogowski. <laughs> he made me say it. Simon made me say it. Um, we're going to be doing one more week of our birthday this morning, okay? Celebrating our Jubilee 20 one more time. Can we all handle that? Great, okay, so for the last few weeks we've been going over Isaiah 61, looking at some of the different people groups in the passage. Uh, So far we've looked at the poor, we've looked at builders, we've looked at priests, we've looked at broken hearted, um, we've looked at the nations, and this morning we're going to look at our final people group. Okay, so this morning we're going to be talking about the prisoners, or more specifically we're going to be talking about, about freedom for the prisoners. Okay, so that's what we're going to be talking about this morning. Um, But let's read our passage one more time, Isaiah 61. If you've got your Bible, verses 1 to 3, if not, the words are going to be on the screen behind us. Okay. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendour. Okay, so focusing on the second part of verse 1, all right, proclaiming freedom for captives and release from darkness for prisoners. Okay, so this morning, I want to look at three different aspects of what it means to be free. Okay, so this morning's all about being free. So I'm going to be looking at, number one, a biblical description of freedom. So what does the Bible say about freedom? What does the Bible say about prisoners being free? Then I'm going to make it personal and I'm going to look at what freedom means for us and what we might need to be freed from today. And finally, this last point is going to involve us all, okay? We're going to have a freedom MOT, okay? Making sure that we're walking in freedom, okay? Now, that last bit's going to involve us all, so you've been warned, okay? That's a little bit interactive, that last bit, okay? And then at the end of this morning, I want to leave plenty of time for prayer, okay? Because it's really important that we pray about this. And I feel like there's... Uh, the way the meeting's been going this morning, there's something about freedom, and, and God wants to release some people this morning. So, right at the start, uh, let me just pray. Lord, I want to thank you so much for, um, for all that's happened this morning already, God. So I want to thank you so much about the helpful reminder to get to know you, God. Not to just know about you, but to really know you, Lord. God, I pray this morning as we uh, go into your word, Lord, as we um, just look at what it means to be free, Lord, would we get to know you even more? Lord, I pray that would we all fall in love more with you this morning as we hear more about your word, Lord Jesus. Lord, and I really do pray that uh, would there be a real sense of freedom in this place as well this morning, Lord Jesus. Would you set us free this morning? Amen. Okay, right, so I thought I'd start by just looking at, uh, giving a quick overview about what the Bible says about freedom. Okay, because 
clearly, freedom is a topic which runs through the whole Bible. And often when we look at these topics, it's important to see how they fit into the bigger picture of the Bible and God's story. Because actually, freedom can be quite a personal thing for us. So before we make it personal, I just want to look at how it fits into the whole bigger picture of the Bible, which is God's story and the story that we're still part of today. So let's kick off. So right at the start of the Bible, we see a picture of freedom straight away. The Bible starts with freedom. In Genesis chapter 2, we see the very first picture of freedom okay, in the Garden of Eden. This is what the passage says. It says, The Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. So at that point, straight away in the garden, man was free to live alongside God in the beauty of the garden, in the beauty of all that God had made, surrounded by everything which God had made for him. And if nothing had changed from that point, we wouldn't be having this conversation today about freedom because there'd be nothing to be set free from. There'd be no need for freedom because we were already free. But as you know, things start to go wrong from that point. Adam and Eve broke the only rule which God gave them, and in that moment, we're no longer free. For the first time, we see a need to be set free. But what do we need to be set free from? Well, if we look in Genesis chapter 3, we hear Adam talking to God, and he says this, he says, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And there we have our first problems. The first thing we become prisoners to, fear and shame. So Adam and Eve went from a place of clear freedom to being prisoners to fear and shame. And that was the start of our problem as humanity. We were no longer free. Suddenly we, we were caught up in, in slaves to fear and, and shame and, and sin entered the world. So let's move on a little bit. Okay, that's the first picture of free, uh, freedom in the Bible. The next one um, comes with the Israelite people. So God's chosen people became slaves to the Egyptians. All right? And this goes on for a long time until God calls Moses to lead his people to freedom. And you probably know the story. If you've not seen Prince of Egypt, the cartoon, then get that watched. Amazing. Um, we see the story, Moses pleading with Pharaoh to set the people free. All right? And the, and the Pharaoh says no. So God sends various plagues on the people. And eventually, uh, we come to this amazing story in a book of Exodus where God sets the Israelites free from Egypt by parting the Red Sea. Okay, and the Israelites were able to walk through the sea and straight into freedom. God dealt with their enemies, the Egyptians, and God's people were able to walk into their new life of freedom. This is just another example of God setting people free. The story of freedom which runs through the whole Bible. All right, and of course the people were now physically free, so they, they were no longer slaves, but spiritually they were still prisoners. They were still far from freedom, and that's what we see throughout the Bible, people caught up in spiritual slavery, being far away from God, All right, trying to do things on their own, failing every time and being weighed down by the guilt and shame of that. And the rest of the Old Testament kind of goes on like that. God reminding his people throughout the Old Testament prophets that they can know spiritual freedom by turning to him and following his laws. And each time people decide not to, and they end up trapped still as, as slaves to spiritual slavery. But then we come to the New Testament. And in the New Testament, Jesus comes with a message about freedom and slavery again. And we see it in the book of John. If you've got your Bibles, please go to John 8 with me for a second. We're going to read a bit of a longer bit here, okay? So John 8, starting from uh, verse 31. So this is Jesus talking about freedom. So it says, To the Jews who had believed in him, 
Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you really are my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, we are Abraham's descendants, and we have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be free? And Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, then you will be free indeed. So here we get yet another picture of spiritual freedom and what it means to be free from slavery. Jesus comes and says, come to me and find freedom. Know the truth of who he is and that freedom will set you free. And this was radical. See, suddenly freedom wasn't found in rules and laws, but it was found in a person. So freedom could be found in a person and and we know how to be set free. And when we come to the Son, we're set free. And as Jesus says, that is true freedom. So this is yet another story of freedom in the Bible. But it goes on, and then Paul talks about freedom again, okay? Um, The pattern of freedom in the Bible goes on. In Romans 6, Paul talks about no longer being slaves to sin, but instead being free from that and becoming slaves to righteousness, okay? So suddenly, Paul's talking about real freedom being found in being obedient to God and being a slave to that. So yeah, finding Jesus, finding life in Jesus, but then being obedient to to him and finding freedom in that. And and not slavery as we knew it before, which was slavery to sin, which was being trapped in our sinful lives, but freedom which is found in being a slave to righteousness. And this is amazing news. See, we offer ourselves to God and we say we are his. And in that, we find freedom. There's freedom in saying our life is God's. And that's what Paul was getting across there. And finally, we see the final picture of freedom in the Bible. In the book of Revelation, chapters 21 and 22, we see a new heaven and a new earth, as well as a restoration of the Garden of Eden. And freedom is found once more, and God's dwelling place is amongst his people. This is the end of the story. Just like we were right at the start of the story, we see it at the end of the story free to be with God's. And this final picture of freedom is a picture that will last for eternity. Being free, being in God's presence. I mean, how good is that? As you can see, the Bible is full of examples of being free. Whether it's spiritually free, uh, free, physically free, there are examples in here. It runs right through the Bible. The story of freedom goes through every thread of the Bible. And what does that mean? Well, for me, it's a real reminder about God and his plans for us. See, God wants us to be free. God wants us to be free. He wants us to be people who enjoy his freedom. And that's why so much of the Bible is focused on God's plan for freedom. God wants us to be free. And hopefully you found it helpful to journey through the Bible and and spend a little bit of time uh, looking at freedom in the Bible. But I want to spend the rest of this morning making this personal to us as individuals. Okay? Because I think this is an an important subject. And it's something we should be talking about as we conclude our 20th birthday celebrations. 
because we're stepping into a new season as a church, okay? We're stepping into the next decade. There's been loads of words brought recently about stepping over the line and stepping into a new season as a church. But Jubilee, we need to be doing that, walking in freedom. We can't step into a new season unless we're people who are free. And do you know what? I think this is applicable for all of us. We all need reminding of our freedom. And we all need to be freed from different things, even as Christians. So often people will say, I'm a Christian, I'm free. Well, that's great, but actually sometimes we still need to be reminded of our freedom and we still need to ask God to free us again. So a guy called Dave Devonish, who is one of the founding leaders of New Frontiers Churches that we belong to, he wrote a really kind of helpful book about freedom. Um, and this is what he said. It's a book called Demolishing Strongholds. We've got it in the library. It's a kind of classic New Frontiers book. But this is what he says. The quote's on the screen behind me. He says, There is sometimes an impression given that after we become Christians, we just sail through life, that everything becomes easy and nothing gets in the way. In reality, nothing could be further from the truth. Words that are used in the scriptures speak of battles and wars, laboring, striving, and fighting against spiritual attacks. These words do not paint a picture of an easy life. Sorry. (laughs) So as you can see, these battles that we fight, these things we need to be freed from, they're still going to come up even after we're Christians. And God still wants us to be free. But what do I mean when I say we need to be set free? What on earth do we need to be set free from? Well, there's a number of different things, but I think the biggest one of these, and I talked about this earlier when I talked about Adam and Eve in the garden, is shame. I think this is massive. Often people can think about shame and wonder what exactly it is. People can sometimes think of shame as kind of feeling guilty. But let me tell you, so guilt and shame are relatively similar, okay? But guilt is about feeling bad about what you've done, okay? So if I got my Bible, all right, and I walked across and whacked Chris across the head of my Bible, okay, me feeling guilty would be, oh, I feel really bad that I just whacked Chris across the head of my Bible, okay? That would be guilt because I'm sorry and feeling bad about what I've done, okay? Now, if I was to go and whack Chris with my Bible, all right, and then say, oh, I'm a terrible person. I'm such a terrible, I'm a type of person who whacks people in the head with a Bible. I hate myself. That is shame. Do you see the difference? So guilt is about being, um, feeling bad about what you've done, whereas shame is feeling bad about who you are. Okay? Shame is about feeling bad about who you are. It's about how you see yourself. See, when we feel shame, we forget who we are in God. We forget our identity. So I'm often reminded about the classic film Lion King. For me, if movies don't come much better than Lion King, and if you've never seen Lion King, then what on earth are you doing with your life? Like, come on. Um, (laughs) But if you haven't seen Lion King, okay, so Simba, who's a little lion, he runs away from home after feeling real shame after his dad died. So Simba thought it was all his fault and he started to hate himself and he runs away from home and he moves out to the middle of nowhere where he's adopted by a warthog and a meerkat. You're all nodding because you've all seen it and you all love it. (laughs) So Simba grows up pushing these feelings about himself and who he is to the back of his mind and he can't face the shame of himself because of what he thought he'd done. 
Simba forgets who he is. And then we see this amazing film, the classic scene where it should come up on the screen, where Rafiki, the crazy baboon, reminds Simba about who he is. You'll have all seen it. Simba looks into the water and Rafiki reminds him to... Too dark. You have to take my word for this. Rafiki <laughs> reminds him to remember who you are. And Simba looks into the water and he suddenly realises that he's not a warthog, he's not a meerkat, but he's actually a lion. And that's where the Lion King analogy ends, okay? So it's the same for us. We need to remember who we are in Christ, okay? We need to remember who God has made us to be. That's the antidote to shame. The antidote to feeling bad about who you are is to remember who you really are in Christ. Remember who God has made you to be. God has made us to be new creations, no longer bound by our old lives, but completely new creations. We need to remember that. I remember hearing a story about a guy who'd become a Christian on a Sunday morning at church, and then he went to work the next day, and he found himself absolutely outraged and offended by his co-workers in the office swearing and blaspheming. And he was like, this is weird. Because it wasn't that his colleagues had suddenly changed over the weekends. No, they'd always sworn. They'd always blasphemed. They hadn't changed. But he had changed over the weekends. He'd become a Christian. He'd become a new creation. It's the same with us. We, let, we leave our old lives behind and find a new identity in Christ. And that's a way of being set free from shame. And uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit more at the end, okay? But another thing that we need to be set free from sometimes is fear. So fear is absolutely massive. And fear can come in lots of different ways. People fearing the unknown, fearing the future. But whatever it is, often people are gripped with fear. And I believe many Christians are held back by fear. So like, have you ever kind of felt yourself having a fear of stepping out into new things spiritually? So have you ever had a word on Sunday morning in church or a spiritual gift something to share, a song, a tongue, a prophecy, and felt too scared to do it? I know I have. See, whether it's fear of stepping into new things spiritually, or maybe fear of telling people about God. So maybe you've got a massive fear about sharing your faith with people, like you really want to tell people about Jesus, but you can't bring yourself to do it because you're scared. That can be fear holding you back. And too many Christians are kind, of, are kind of taken back from their full potential and all that God can use them for because they're scared, because they've got this fear. But as we've already said this morning, God doesn't want that for us. God wants us to be people who are free. God wants us to walk in freedom. So do you know what? If you're held back by fear this morning, then it's going to be an opportunity to pray for you at the end as well. Let me give you another thing to be freed from then. What about addictions or sins or damage caused by sins in the past? So this is a really big area. Often people can become Christians. They can accept Jesus into their life while still holding on to the damage done and caused by their old life, by the things they've done in the past. They will think because of the things that they've done in the past, God can't possibly fully accept them. And that simply isn't the case. And again, this comes down to knowing your identity in Christ. And do you know what? I believe there's some people who have got the wrong opinion of how God sees them due to things that went on in the past, due to 
things that went on in your old life before you were a Christian. I think because of that, you've got a wrong opinion of how God sees you. And look, that's just a, a few of the things we need to be freed from. There's more, there's loads more things that people need to be set free from. You'll know the own, your own things that are kind of holding you back. But why is it important that we're walking in freedom? Well, if we go back to Isaiah 61, we're called to proclaim freedom for captives and release from darkness for prisoners. For prisoners. That is us as Christians. We're surrounded by people walking in darkness. We're surrounded by captives. We're surrounded by people who don't know Jesus. How are we supposed to bring them out into freedom if we're not walking in freedom ourselves? God wants us to be free so we can then be light to other people who need to know his freedom. Look, freedom isn't just about feeling good about yourself. Being set free isn't just so you can celebrate and dance around on a Sunday morning in church. No, being set free is so you can show other people what freedom looks like and can set them free from darkness. That's what real freedom is. That's our motivation to be free. Okay, look, this is a short talk this morning because I want to leave lots of time for prayer. But I just want to make this personal for all of us at the minute. Okay, I want to go through something which Dave Devinish calls a, a spiritual MOT, a freedom MOT. You know what an MOT is when you take your car into the garage? Uh, I'm taking my car in tomorrow on my birthday for its MOT. I don't know why I'm doing that, but please pray for my car. Um, I just want to go through a, a freedom MOT just to go over some of the truths of who we are in God and to ensure that we're all reminded about who we are in God so we can walk in freedom this morning. Okay? So as I'm going over these statements and these truths from the Bible, what I want you to do is just ask yourself the question, do I really believe this? Do I really fully believe this? And if you don't, then we're going to have an opportunity to pray at the end. Okay, because I think that everyone who lives here today needs to leave free. Yeah? I don't want anyone to leave here today still feeling captive to anything. Before I get into that, though, a few years back we went through a really helpful sermon series at Jubilee called In Christ I Am. Do you all remember that? few years ago. Um, I would strongly recommend going back onto our website and listening to some of these talks. So there's loads and loads of talks about who we are in Christ and it goes into this stuff in a lot more detail. Okay, so get onto the Jubilee website and do that. But first, let's go over some of these truths, okay? So the first one is, and they're going to appear on the screen behind me, all right? So are you convinced, as I said earlier, that you are a completely new creation? A completely new creation. We need to remember that our old life is gone when we are in Christ. Whatever we did in the past, whatever areas of our lives we struggled with, we need to remember that first and foremost, we are now new creations. That's the first one. Okay, so say it with me. I am a new creation. creation. Alright, come on. Next one. Secondly, we need to remember that we are now under a new authority. Okay? So we're no longer slaves to sin. As I mentioned earlier, sin no longer has authority over us. To be truly free that we were, is, is, is remembering that it's Christ who has authority over us now. Sin doesn't have any part to play in our lives anymore. We need to be people who remember that Christ has authority over us. Say it with me. I am under a new authority. Okay, this one is massive, the third one. When you're a Christian, you are totally accepted. Do you believe that about yourself? This is an amazing truth. Often people will say things like, I'm not a good enough person. I'm not a good enough person to be a Christian. Well, neither am I. None of us are. That's the truth. None of us are good enough, but God still accepts us. 
When you're a Christian, you are totally accepted. And that's the amazing thing about God's grace. Even though none of us are good enough, we are totally accepted. End of story. No conditions, no strings attached, totally accepted. Say it with me. I am totally accepted. What else? Okay, well, Ephesians 1.3 says that we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. That's an important thing to remember. We're blessed with every spiritual blessing. God has blessed us with his Holy Spirit. We're not alone in this life, but we've got a freedom that comes from knowing that we've got God's presence in us. We've got his Holy Spirit in us. We can enjoy that. We can enjoy the gifts of the Spirit. We can enjoy this, the freedom that comes from having God's Holy Spirit in us. We are blessed with every spiritual blessing. Say it with me. I am blessed with every spiritual blessing. Come on. All right. Let me give you another one. All right. We are born again. Born again. All right. So our old life has gone, but we're born again. When we know Jesus, we're born into a new life. Say it with me. I am born again. Let me give you one more. Okay. We're secure. We're secure. When we build our life on a foundation that comes from God, when we build our lives on, on Jesus as our firm foundation, we are secure. So no matter what goes on in life around us, no matter what sort of things we struggle with, no matter what sort of day we're having, we are secure in Christ and nothing can change that. Say it with me. I am secure. I am secure. Okay, let's do it one more time. Okay, I am a completely new creation. I am totally accepted. I am blessed. I am born again. I am secure. You're allowed to clap and cheer, okay? This is good news. This is good news, all right? I want to end this morning by praying, okay? As we end our Jubilee 20 sermon series and step across that line that's been drawn in the next decade as a church, it's important, as I've said, that we do that walking in freedom. If the band could come off, that would be great. Uh, for some people, all right, I, I'm, I'm going to get serious. For some people, this morning's going to see a real breakthrough. I feel like there's, be, there, there's some people who, who are trapped and have been trapped for a long time. There's people who've been struggling to experience true spiritual freedom. You kind of feel like you've been weighed down, maybe for a long time. If that's you, I'm talking to you right now, okay? You do not need to be trapped, you do not need to be a slave to these issues. You can be free this morning. God wants you to be free this morning. Whatever that issue is, whatever that area of your life is that you feel trapped in, God can set you free this morning. Now, please don't leave this morning without knowing true spiritual freedom. Whatever that is. Whether it's one of the issues I mentioned this morning, whether it's shame, whether it's fear, whether it's something that happened in the past, whatever it is, Whatever it is that you feel like you're trapped in, whatever it is you feel like you're a slave to, God can set you free this morning. And look, we've got a ministry team here. In fact, the ministry team, can you go to the sides now? That would be great. We've got a ministry team who are here to... If you're on a ministry team, please go to the sides. Thank you. It's a bit strict there. And we've got a ministry team here, because I want to make sure that you're aware these guys are here. We've got a ministry team here that are happy to pray for you this morning, all right? These guys want to pray for you this morning because they want you to leave today set free. So as we sing, if you feel like you want that weight lifting off your shoulders, if you feel like you want that bondage removing, if you feel like you want to be freed from that slavery, whatever it is, please go and chat to one of these guys at the sides. Don't hesitate, just go straight out. These guys would love to pray for you.
you know, maybe you don't even you don't know Jesus this morning. Maybe you've never given your life to Christ. You can know that freedom this morning as well. You can give your life to Jesus this morning. As, as was said by Anne this morning, you can get to know this Jesus this morning. And these guys would love to share the gospel with you and, and walk you through that as well. Okay. <clears throat> the rest of us this morning, okay, it's important that we remind ourselves about the truths of this spiritual MOT that I talked about. Okay, so as we sing our last song, as the band just play, uh, Aslan, can you leave those on the, on the wall for me there? All right, just in your seat where you are, just stand up and just speak these truths over your life. Just remind yourselves of these truths. You might want to say it out loud. You might want to pray. You might want to thank God for these things. But just speak them over yourself again and again. I am free. I am blessed. I'm accepted. I'm born again. Just remind yourselves of each of these things and make sure that you really know them. Make sure that you're definitely walking in freedom this morning. Okay? So there's something for us all to do as we sing our final song. Why don't we stand? I'm going to pray for us. Lord, I thank you so much, God, that your plan throughout the whole of the Bible was to lead us into freedom, God. God, I thank you so much that you want us to be free as your children, not held back, Lord, not oppressed, not weighed down, but free, Lord Jesus. And I thank you that you've given us the answer, you've given us the way to find true freedom, Lord Jesus. Lord, I thank you for those truths this morning as well, Lord. I thank you for our identities in you, Lord Jesus. And God, I want to pray for us as a church, as we step into this new season, Lord, would we step into this, uh, would we run into this even, as people who are free, Lord Jesus, not holding on to the things of the past, but would we be running into this new season, stepping across this line as people who are free? God, I want to pray for everyone here this morning. Lord, if there's anyone here that feels trapped, that feels weighed down, God, I pray would they not leave this morning without finding true freedom in you. God, I pray for freedom to come into this place this morning. Holy Spirit, I just invite you here right now and ask for you to come and bring freedom. Amen.